Shalom Mishpocha. Shalom, family. Mishpocha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpocha, the family with the Jewish heart, made up of Jewish and non-Jewish people where the middle wall of separation between Jew and Gentile. It's finally come down to form one new man, getting ready, Mishpocha, to blow the grandest shofar, all the grandest trumpet in Zion. We want everyone everywhere to hear the good news. We want everyone everywhere to be red hot for the Messiah. Well, a few years ago, I interviewed uh, a young Messianic Jewish rabbi by the name of Jonathan Kahn. Uh, Before his book even came out, uh, we just offered it on CDs, The Mystery of the Harbinger. And uh, Jonathan Who would have known what history would reveal since that point? Uh, What what has happened? And the harbinger means a warning. And there were nine harbingers or warnings from Scripture. Uh, What has happened since that book came out? I know you've sold almost two million of these copies of the book. Yeah, well, Sid, it it began with you. It began with that, that first time. Uh, and it really it went forth to America. I had a I had a sense that it would only because this is not of me. Um, and it, now now a lot of people say that it's not of me. I happen to know you're a world class teacher. I know this, but when you're saying it's not of you, clarify what you mean. Well, well, the harbinger, you know, it came to me. It, you know, I didn't come up with it. I didn't try. I wasn't looking for something. It just it literally was revealed step by step. Um, you know, and before there's judgment, God sends warning. And so, therefore, you know, the, the people who are vessels don't take credit for any of it, you know. So it really just came forth. I mean, literally. The book, the book literally wrote itself. And since, since it came out, things in The Harbinger have, con- have been coming true. The Harbingers have been continuing. To- it, it's been a prophetic book. I mean, the whole Harbinger series is from the Bible, and your point is it's going to come to pass. And not only is it coming to pass, uh, but there are more Harbingers from the Bible coming to pass in America, more warnings. It's continuing, continuing to manifest to the point, I mean, these warning signs to the point where, you know, I didn't believe it when I heard stuff and I wrote the book. So that, that's what I mean. You know, this is, this is the Lord's thing. He, he is merciful. That's why he warns America is rapidly heading away from God. And so the, the God of the Bible sends warning. That's what the harbinger is. They're manifesting. They have manifested. They are continuing. And this is ultimately God's mercy before judgment. And after three years of this being a bestseller, uh, you have a new book. Uh, just out of curiosity, uh, you mentioned the, the Shemitah uh, in, in the Harbinger, but uh, what, what, first of all, what does the word Shemitah mean? The Shemitah, well, it's so rich with meanings, but the Shemitah refers to the Sabbath year in, in Israel, and that is that Every seven years, there would be a rest, and there'd be no working of the land, no plowing, no sowing, all that, and no selling of the fruit. It was just a total rest economically everywhere. And then on the last day of the Shemitah, uh, it's called Elul 29 on the Hebrew calendar. Last day, something unique happens. All the nation's financial accounts are wiped clean, all credits wiped away, all debts wiped away, all that. Now, this was to be a blessing. 
Uh, but the, when Israel turned away from God, the Shemitah, or the Sabbath year, turns around, instead of being a blessing, it becomes a sign of judgment on the nation that has driven God out of its life, that, that is pursuing you know, gain ahead of God, and that strikes the financial realm, the economic realm, that, that really collapses things. So Shemitah you know, means, can mean a release, but it can also mean a collapse or a fall. And so this is, this is the amazing thing, you know, that, first of all, with the, with the Harbingers, it basically, when we talk about it, it's that these warnings are manifesting in America. And these are nine signs that are, happened in the last days of Israel that, before its destruction, are now manifesting in America. Well, the Shemitah is part of that. And the amazing thing, Sid, I mean, you know, is that even when I wrote the book, I didn't even realize what we're going to talk about now. It's so big that this mystery lies behind the rise and fall of Wall Street, economic recession, depression, the collapse of the economy, but also the rise of nations, the fall of empires. In fact, something I didn't realize when I wrote it, it's been affecting our lives, and this is before, before 9-11, this has been affecting our lives from the time we were born. It's affecting us now, this mystery of the Shemitah, and it's going to affect us in the future. It's, it's it just really much of this, Sid, came in the last really few months. And now, now, how do you feel about this book compared to the last one, The Harbinger? Uh, do you, do you, how essential is this for people to understand the mystery of the Shemitah? I, I, I believe it's absolutely essential because it's affecting, it, it is affecting our lives. It will affect our lives. We are, we are at a point where there is another one coming. Now, we, you know, we don't say God has to do it in this exact way and exact time, but, but many things are pointing. We, I believe that this, this mystery, you know, is going to affect this nation and everyone listening right now very dramatically. And when, when we begin to as open this up, we're going to see that it has, it has really affected all of our lives up to this point. But I believe it's in, intensifying now because of where we are at as a nation. Uh, where does this mystery really begin? Well, in, in ancient Israel, with, with this, you know, we have this, this Sabbath year that God gave. Now, the thing is, in the time of Jeremiah the prophet, the mystery of the Shemitah turns from, you know, this, this like, nice Sabbath year, and it becomes judgment. What happens, remember, that finally, when judgment fell on the nation of Israel, and Jerusalem's destroyed, and the land is destroyed, and the people are taken into exile from the land, they're in Babylon, God says something, it's an amazing thing, he says, basically, they're, they're going to be in, under judgment for 70 years. The land is, gonna have, is, is not going to have people working on it. It's just going to be devastated. 70 years, and he says, why? Because of the Shemitahs. In other words, because of all the Sabbath years that they did not observe, now the land is going to observe the Shemitah. So in other words, the Shemitah becomes not just this nice Sabbath year, it becomes the judgment on a nation. So therefore, you know, it actually wipes away the nation. I mean, so this is what's going to lead up to what's happening in America. And one of the things, you know, that we, uh, you know, from the Harbinger uh, and the Shemitah we're beginning is that we found this amazing thing, and that is that, that this ancient mystery is still in effect. 
And one, remember, one, one of the cycles, uh, you know, the, the key of the Shemitah is this seven-year cycle. Well, the, the, you have this shaking of America happens on 9-11, and then you have this second shaking. In the last 14 years, it's been two major shakings, and that is the collapse of the economy itself, the Great Recession, the collapse of Wall Street. Now, think about it. The, the 9-11 happened in 2001. The collapse of Wall Street happened, the Great Recession happened in 2008. That's a seven-year cycle. It happened, the collapse happened in September. That's seven years to the month of 9-11. It happened the second week of September. That's seven years to the week of 9-11. In fact, when America was celebrating or commemorating 9-11, the seventh anniversary, the second shaking is being set in motion on Wall Street, and it reaches its peak. It's called, the absolute peak comes the greatest crash in American history. Happens at the end of September 2008. When did it happen? The greatest crash in American history happens on the exact day appointed in the Bible, the day of the Shemitah, Elul 29, that is appointed to wipe away financial accounts, debt, and credit in a nation that has driven God out of its life. I mean, that itself is mind-boggling, but it gets even more mind-boggling because the mystery is seven, a seven-year cycle. Go back seven years from that crash— it brings you to 2001, September, that's, two, that's 9-11, but you have the other greatest crash in American history. It happened September 17, 2001, that's about seven years, but when you strip away the Western calendar and you go back to the Hebrew calendar, the other greatest crash in American history happened on the exact same biblical day appointed in the Bible to wipe away the financial accounts. I mean, this, this is... It's mind-boggling. Oh, okay, this begs the question to me. When does the next Shemitah or, or the, the, the year of... Uh, what does the word Shemitah mean exactly? Yeah, it could be taken as the year of release, but it can also mean the year of collapse. Okay, so uh, the, the, this begs the question. When does the next Shemitah... Uh, the year of release, as you pointed out, but it could also be the year of collapse. Uh, <laughs> and depending on how you're looking at it, uh, when does the next Shemitah come? The next Shemitah is beginning in September 2014, and it, it happens on September 25th. Easy to remember that because it's my birthday, so I can, rem- I can remember <laughs> it. And then it concludes on September 2000, actually, September 13th, 2015. And I know we, we're going to get into exactly what that means, but one note, generally at the beginning, it's not dramatic. You may not even notice something. But if it, if it happens as it has before, it's the peak. When it gets to the end, when it gets to that Elul 29, that's, as we're going to see, that's when in, in dramatic things, cataclysms happen. Uh I know I know you don't know that it's going to happen on this particular Shemitah. However, when you say cataclysms, could that really happen? Yes. Yeah, it, yes, it could. And when I say cataclysm, we're, we'll get into it, is that not only can it, you know, it can be not only economic and financial, it can be more than that. Because one of the things that kind of blew me away, and this is just in the last, say, month or two of seeing this, is that... It, not, it, can even, it can even cause the collapse of nations. So while we don't put God in a box, I would be, I'd be aware of the times and I'd be ready. Refresh my memory again. The word Shemitah in Hebrew means what? 
The word Shemitah can be taken as, uh, it's from the root word Shemot, it can be taken as the release or the letting go, um, it, it, the resting. It referred to the Sabbath year when they released everything, released the land, released their debts to each other. Um, but it also becomes a sign of judgment, and the meaning can also, it can also mean the falling, the collapsing, the shaking, the ceasing. So it's so rich with prophetic meaning. Now, you say the Shemitah is actually affecting our lives in a profound way today. I, I mean, nations fall, nations rise, uh, the economy falls, the economy rises, the stock market, wars, all tied to this cycle. Um, give me a couple examples of things that occurred on the Shemitah, which is that one year of, of sabbatical rest uh, that, that we just, um, uh, everything is a rest in Israel. Uh, but it didn't happen. And when it didn't happen, they got it anyway in the form of judgment rather than blessing. Exactly. They got it anyway. That's exactly it. Uh, yeah, so the, the Shemitah then becomes a sign of judgment on a nation that has driven God out of its life. That's what happened then. It comes back, and it's not only it's not a rest that's a good rest. It comes back in, in a ceasing, in a shaking, in a falling, in a collapsing. And one of the, you know, the keys of it, or the first key, is that there's this link to the economic realm and the financial realm. That's where it begins, because, you know, you have a year of rest, all your, your production stops, your labor stops, everything stops. On the last day of the Shemitah, remember that, that, that amazing day of Elul 29, all the financial accounts of the nation are pretty much wiped away. Now, in modern terms, this becomes a recession, depression, um, or the, the, the collapse of Wall Street. Now, let me give you, let me give you some things. When I wrote the Harbinger, you know, I had a sense, but I had no idea how, how big this was. And uh, just an idea of this. We already saw how the last two greatest collapses in Wall Street happened on the exact day of Elul 29, the day appointed to wipe away financial accounts. But before all this, even before 9-11, before the Harbingers, this thing has been affecting. If we look back, if you go back to, to the last, in the last 40 years of our lives, this state starting in 19, around 1973 or so, and you look at their, all, the greatest turning points, the greatest economic, financial turning points, the long-term crashes, the, you know, you look at that, you'll find there are five great, you know, collapses. I mean, this is, this is not a day collapse. These are long-term. These are recessions. Other things. Well, if you look back at them, one, I'll just give you an idea. One of them clusters around the year 1973. The next one is around the year 1980. The next one is around the year, is the year 1987. The next one is the year 2000, and the, next, the last one is the year 2007, when, anything, when the economy, when the stock market turns, everything goes. Well, look at that, right? First, first, first of all, when you look at the first three, say we have 73, we have 80, we have 87, notice there's a seven-year cycle in between each of them. Go to, go to 2000, 2007, seven-year cycle in between. Not only is there a seven-year cycle, but each of those greatest collapses, those years I mentioned were the years of the Shemitah, the appointed time in the Bible. Every one of them, if you look at the greatest financial turnings of the last 40 years, every single one of them, 100%, happened at the, at the appointed time of the Shemitah. And it goes more. 
if so if we look at the greatest the greatest collapses of really in history and this is you know the whole 20th century and with a long term uh, turning of the stock market the great depression all that out of the top 11 seven of them happen in the year of the Shemitah that same way but it it it, it gets even more mind-boggling, because if you look at the, you know, the original, you know, actually, if you look at the the times that the stock market crashed, like the greatest crashes, the say the day crashes in stock market history, you see something else that's really amazing, and that is that that they happen, they are all clustering around this mystery. If you look at the ten, and I'm not an economist, so you don't have to be an economist to know this. If you look at the ten greatest point crashes in history, what you find is over half of, oh, actually 60% of them, or the majority of them, happen clustered, not only in, in, in the, the month that the Bible appoints to as the month of the Shemitah, which is the month of Tishri, all these stock market crashes, they all, they all cluster, if you notice, I mean, you may have noticed this, they generally cluster around October, <laughs> September, October. Uh, okay, and Tishri is what month of the year, Jonathan? Tishri is uh, September, October, and remember, like we said, like, when is the next thing going to begin, the next Shemitah? It always begins, in, it always begins with Tishri, and then when you have it at the, a year from the beginning, when you have that great, that wiping out, that final wiping out of accounts, that also happens at the moment, at the sunset that Tishri begins. It actually happens at the Feast of Trumpets. And so the amazing thing is when you look at the, the crashes of the economy, and this is even, listen, what we're talking about right now, not only have we not talked about, has not been said, but Nobel laureates don't know this, and we're knowing this because of the Bible. And that is, when you look at how many of these greatest crashes take place in Tishri or the, or the Shemitah time, it's it's amazing. I mean, it's like, it goes up to, so you look at 70% of them, 80%, depends on the figure. If you look at the greatest percentage crashes in American history, they also cluster, the majority of them all cluster around Tishri, the autumn, the time appointed in the Bible. You know, and here's, a, here's another one. And, this is, and you don't have to know much to know this. The point is, if you look at, we said that there's one day when everything is wiped out, a little 29. And if you look at the greatest, this is called, this is the five greatest point crashes in stock market history, they, and you take about how close did they appear, how close did they happen to this moment of impact in the Bible, this wiping away, the, the, the percentage is 99%. They were, each of they all cluster, not only around Tishri, but right by that day that God appointed to wipe out the, the finances of a nation under judgment. It's amazing. I, I have to ask you this question. Uh, when, you, you obviously understood the principle from the Bible of the Shemitah. Uh, you talk about it in the book of the Harbinger. But as you got into this, did you have any idea that it would predict the future? It would be patterns that affect each of us. Uh, the, the number of judgments that have occurred in Shemitah years, did you have any idea it would be this big? Well, it's amazing you said. I mean, the, the, I get the answer is no, with a little yes, and that, and that is that there's one little there's one little verse in the Harbinger where where the character called Noriel asks the prophet, and he says, "Does this thing extend beyond like you know? Is it just after nine eleven and when these you have these two gigantic crashes, 
or does it go beyond? And the prophet answers, well, it's not for this time <laughs> to, to do this. Well, now is the time. I, didn't, I had a sense that there was something there. That, that's why I wrote that. It's a little thing most people missed it in the Harbinger. But, but I had no idea until I was asked, listen, could you do something on the Shemitah? I said, all right, let me, I'll help you out with the publisher. I'll help you write something. It turned, and then I was blown away. I, no, I had no idea. And as I was doing it, the mystery kept getting bigger and bigger. I realized... This thing has been affecting, I mean, Sid, I mean, really every one of our lives, you can, you can look at your lives and see what's happening during this time, and it's not only Wall Street, it's not only our, our bank accounts, it's not only our pocketbooks, it is, it is literally, literally the, the, the rising of nations, including America, and the falling. I mean, everything. Do you believe that if a believer understands these principles, they will have a leg up, if you will, over the world. Yes, yes, absolutely. I, I, believe, I believe that the Lord wants us prepared. It says that he doesn't do things before, before revealing this to his people. So I do believe he wants us to prepare. So the wise man prepares. He sees calamity coming and prepares. Not that our, you know, our, our hope is not in this world, but we are to be prepared in this world. You know, uh, I'll give you, let, let, me, let me just throw this in. You know, uh, though you've known, Sid, and we've all heard things like, you know, when the world wasn't prepared, when, say, the Depression came and these things, they called the greatest uh, crashes, it, you know, the three greatest percentage crashes are called Black Monday, Black Tuesday, and Black Monday. Two of them are from the Great Depression. One is 1987. On the Hebrew calendar, the, if you, black, the, the Black Monday, the, or the second greatest crash, is... Tishri 24, Black Tuesday, Tishri 25, and then in 1987, Black Monday, greatest crash percentage is called Tishri 26. Every single one of them, if you knew the Bible, you'd see that every single one is, is according to God's plan. I mean, I mean. Oh, oh you, you point out things happen on the precise day that this pattern is. But I'll tell you what, we're out of time. I have Rabbi Jonathan Kahn on the telephone. And he is revealing the mystery of the Shemitah, a biblical mystery that's been affecting our world, our lives. It's actually been affecting us from the very beginning of our lives. We've seen how it's determined the rise and fall of the economy, the stock market, the crash on Wall Street, even 9-11. But Jonathan says it's even bigger than that. Tell us about it, Jonathan. Yeah, this mystery, um, it's not only in the, the economic realm has it been determining our lives or affecting that, but just as in the Bible that this thing actually was manifested in the year 586 B.C. when during the time of the prophet Jeremiah, when Jerusalem is wiped out, the cities are wiped out, the, you know, all this happens. The Bible says it is linked to this mystery of the Shemitah, and we're going to see, and we'll, today, we're going to look at uh, one mystery of that, which is called the mystery of the towers. And this is a, a, this is a, it goes back to the Tower of Babel, and that is that Genesis 11, they say, let's build this tower, make our name great. And in Hebrew, the word for tower is migdal, and that comes from a Hebrew word, gadal, which literally means greatness. So towers are linked to greatness, they're linked to power, and so they're, they're actually linked to, uh, to pride as well. But the, the, the connection in the Bible is that towers are about man trying to be great, 
but they can actually mark the rising of a nation or a power, and they can mark the falling of a nation or power. And now, so could this apply to America, this mystery of the towers, and could it be linked to the Shemitah? Well, here's the thing. Up until, in the, in the 18th century, up until, you know, the latter part, the tallest building towers in the world were all in Europe. But there was a change. In the year 1870 comes the greatest, the tallest tower in the world. Uh, that is, it is, is the first skyscraper. It is built on American soil, literally built in New York City. This is the, the first time America builds the highest tower in the world, 1870. Well, could that be linked to the rising of America? Well, the amazing thing is that that same year is marked as the beginning of America's rise as the great industrial power in the world. And the, the very next year, which is the year 1871, America overtakes the British Empire and becomes the, the greatest economy on earth, which it has, has really changed history up to this day. So it all begins, and the, the ancient mystery in the Bible is that power is linked to greatness or power. So it actually marked the rising of America. Now, if you go on from there, what happens is America from then on is building the highest towers on earth. And it goes on, and as America gets powerful and more and more powerful in the 20th century, it builds higher and higher towers. And when you get to the year 1930 and 31, you've got this explosion of towers. In, one, in, in this little period, you have four towers that are have the crown of the world's largest, you know, tallest building, all in America. And the last one is the Empire State Building built in, in 1931. Well, here you have that going on as America's getting more powerful, but at the same time, it, the, the year, this time that this happens is the year of the Shemitah. Now, here, here it's going to combine. You got the towers, which are saying, hey, you know, uh, you know, we're getting higher and stronger. It speaks about rising. And then you got the Shemitah, which speaks about humbling man. You know, not about pride, humbling. And it speaks about falling and collapsing. Well, this mystery is going to go all the way up into our day, because what happens is America, after at the end of the war, the Second World War, is going to become the strongest, you know, the greatest superpower on Earth. And in the same year that that happens, 1945, they have an idea to build another tower. And this tower is going to represent America as the center of the world. It's called the World Trade Center. So 1945 is also the year of the Shemitah. So here the, the, the world traits of the towers are begun, they're conceived in the year of the Shemitah. They begin building it in 1966. It's beginning, that happens to be the year of the Shemitah. It's finished in 1973, which is the year of the Shemitah. It was built for seven years, a seven-year cycle. That's the years of the Shemitah, the biblical Shemitah, which is about collapsing. And then finally, move forward, and you get to 2001, and the, the tower is destroyed in the year of the Shemitah. What is the mystery of this thing? Well, here, here is the, the thing is that, you know, again, towers, now think about 9-11. Towers are speaking of, you know, the, the nation is great, we are great, we made a name for ourselves, we're rising. But the Shemitah is humbling the nation, is speaking, of, is speaking of collapse. In fact, when you read the Bible about the days of judgment, 
you read again and again, it speaks about the, the, the judgment against the high towers, because God is humbling a nation. And so you have September 11th, the towers collapse. And then at the same time, that same week, Wall Street collapses. This is the, this is the two really mysteries of the Shemitah, that not only are you collapsing the economic realm, it's literally a collapse of towers. And so you have this, this happening at the same time, and at the same moment, the era where America was building the highest towers on Earth comes to an end in the year 2000, and we have so far been eclipsed. So here now, get to the prophetic. What does this mean? If the rising of the highest towers on Earth speak of the rising of a power, a great power, America's rise, what does the falling of the tower represent? Well, what it would represent prophetically, it's a warning of the fall of America. And it's a warning, not only the fall of the economy, but of the American age as we know it. And, and, and on top of that all, after 9-11, America said, we're going to build you know, another tower. And this one, we're going to rise higher and higher. And this other tower that is still going up, Sid, and this is, even, this is also linked to the mystery of the Shemitah, this, har- this, this tower is one of the harbingers of judgment. And, and it most likely will be finished in the Shemitah that is coming upon us very soon. Now, what is happening at Ground Zero right now? Right now, this tower has eclipsed the tower that they're building, which, and, and for those who know the Harbinger or those who don't, this tower is, it, it corresponds with what happened in the, in the last days of Israel when Israel said, we're going to rebuild higher and stronger after this attack, and they, it ended up sealing their destruction. Well, this tower at Ground Zero, this tower is, is being finished, and it's the same thing. Everybody said, we will rebuild, we're going to go stronger and bigger and higher. And, and, and what's happening is this is, this is it just it eclipsed the Empire State Building, and it actually eclipsed the building on the date that was written in the Harbinger before it happened. So it's, it's really fulfilling this thing, and that tower... At that tower, things have continued to happen. That Some of the harbingers we spoke about that have continued since the book have happened concerning that harbinger. In a sense, that's the last of the nine harbingers. It came into existence when American leaders on Capitol Hill actually pronounced this ancient vow of judgment. This is, this is the Isaiah 9.10 that said, we will rebuild. Well, it's, actually, it's, it's the epitome of this vow of defiance. And, you know, nobody knows exactly when it's going to be finished, but it could very likely be finished in this coming year, which will mean it'll be the year of the Shemitah. I would, you know, we're going to talk about the future. I would keep my eyes on that, because this is a tower of defiance. And with Israel, it actually brought destruction. I have a question for you, Jonathan. Do you feel almost like an old covenant prophet with the mystery of the Shemitah as you proclaim it? I just feel humbled by it. No, no, I, I, I know the humble business, and I understand that, but I feel you're being just like an old—you're you're being like a Jeremiah. I mean, the revelation you have, no human could get that. It has to come from God. Well, I didn't—I wasn't looking for it, Sid, and I, it was, I was literally standing at the corner of Ground Zero— and when I saw one of these harbingers, I didn't know what it was, and something said, there's a mystery there. And from that moment, it was like everything was, I was led to see and find everything. 
I mean, when I needed something, when, when the next thing was to happen, I, somebody would say the word or something would appear. So I know, you know that this was, I was being led. And at every moment, it was like when I started writing, literally said the book wrote itself. I've never written a book. The Harbinger wrote itself. And now this, the Shemitah, but it was in a, by the way, the Shemitah just finished in a, in a month and a half um, of doing it on the road. It just happened the same way as the Harbinger. It just, it just came right through and I barely had to do anything. I believe that if people don't understand the message that you have, the mystery of the Shemitah, and especially the combination of the teaching seminar that you did, that and we have an exclusive on it. This is the only place you can get the seven CD series called The Mystery of the Shemitah. Uh, it's covering material not in the book, but you need the book. So therefore, we're going to give it to you free. We're going to give the book free to you if you buy the seven CD teaching series, which we have an exclusive on for a gift of $49. Let me tell you some of the things that are not in the book that are in the series that are vital. You really need both of these. That's why we're bonusing the book to you. Uh, The sign and sealing of God's judgment against America. Very precise. The uh, mystery of what's coming to the world. Uh, the Elijah strategy in order to stand in view of what's coming. I mean, you don't even have to be a prophet to see how quickly America is deteriorating. I mean, it's deteriorating right before our very eyes. It's so scary. I just read in the newspaper one of the largest uh, managers of a mutual fund in America said, what is going on with our Federal Reserve, the decisions they're making? We were coming out of our recovery, but now it seems that every decision we make is forcing us to go lower and lower. We're headed towards a big depression. Everything is talking about this right now. I want to send the 7-CD series and the book called The Mystery of the Shemitah for a gift of $49. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697. 1-800-447-2697. Jonathan, in a nutshell, what is the mystery of the Shemitah? The Shemitah is a... Uh, is a, the, was the seventh year that God gave to Israel, and He said, "You're going to rest." And it was it was just it was a Sabbath year. On the last day of that year, called Elul 29, it, the Shemitah builds up to its its climax, and all financial accounts are wiped away. It comes, it's like the great day of nullification. Elul 29, everything is wiped away. It was to be a blessing, but when Israel turned away from God, what happens is the Shemitah becomes a key sign of judgment on a nation that has turned away from God. And what we are seeing is that this pattern that God gave has been actually, or this this mystery has actually been operating in all of our lives from the day we were born, and has affected our pocketbooks, has affected the economy, has affected the stock market, and has affected, as we said, the rise and fall of towers. And we're going to see, and this one, it's so big, it's affected the entire world and even has determined the rise and fall of powers, kingdoms, empires, and is affecting the rise and fall of America. Okay, give me some specifics. Okay. All right, well, remember, sir, too, that in, in the Bible, that we use, I've mentioned the year 586 B.C., and that's the year when this 
Shemitah comes as a judgment to Israel, wipes away everything at the time of Jeremiah. Well, in order for that to happen, it was, it was Babylon that came and wiped the city away. Babylon had to rise as an empire. And then, you know, it says that, the Bible says that it's going to last until Persia rises. You know, because when in Persia, they take over Babylon, and then the Jewish people return back to the land. So the Shemitah, get, I mean, what this means, it means it's even back then is affecting the rising of empires, the falling of empires. Now, we're going to just look at the last few, uh, few in this, in the modern time. Here, here's the Shemitah. We are at the year 1917. Now remember, Shemitah is, one of the things it means is falling, and it means shaking, and it means collapse, and it can mean the collapse of nations. 1917 is a year of one of the greatest falls or shaking of the world, shaking of nations in world history. It's the first world war. And the Shemitah means collapse. Of like a power. What happens in that? What happens in that war caused by the war? You have the collapse of of the German Empire, the Second Reich. You have the collapse of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. You have the collapse of the Ottoman Turkish Empire that had been for centuries old. You have the collapse of the Russian Empire. All that happening from, the, from in this same period, and these are century. Some of them are century-old powers. All collapses, and the key that really caused the war to end the way it did and with all and with at least three of the four collapses was nineteen seventeen because that was the year that America enters the war. And that so here nineteen seventeen is the year of the Shemitah. Not only is it the year of the fall of all these powers, but and a shaking of the world, but it's also the beginning of America's rise to world superpower. You look at historians, they'll they'll cite the year nineteen seventeen, not because they know it's the Shemitah but because that's what it is. The fact is, that's the beginning. That's when America got on the stage. It ended up, from that war, it became the greatest creditor nation on Earth. The financial center of the world shifted from Britain to America to New York City. Begins America's rise. So you got the falling of nations in the Shemitah, and you have the rising of nations in the field. So that's one. Now, what happens if you go four, four Shemitahs forward? And I'll tell you that the significance of four... Is in the Bible, the number four is linked to kingdoms, empires, the four uh, kingdoms of Daniel, the four corns of Zechariah. If you go. Now, excuse me, when you say you're going four Shemitahs forward, that means seven years, four times. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Okay. That brings you to the year 1945. What is that? Again, the Shemitah, year of collapse, of shaking. What happens in 1945? You're right at the peak of the Second World War, the other global cataclysm. Now we're not just talking economies, because this is affecting economy. This is affecting the entire Earth. And, and the thing is here, you know, you've got, and each time you have the wiping away of powers, wiping away of kingdoms at each point. Well, well an interesting thing, Hitler began his conquest of, of Europe in 1938 with attacking Austria, well, joining Austria and attacking Czechoslovakia. Well, that 1938 was the year of the Shemitah. It goes for seven years. The, that period went for seven years. It ends in 1945. So the entire thing begins and ends in the cycle of the Shemitah. The Holocaust, the, the fateful year is, is called 1938, year of Kristallnacht and the first deportations. That begins, that's 1938, year of the Shemitah, ends 1945 at the ending of the Shemitah. As you get to the end of the Second World War, the entire earth is shaking now. You get to the end, it's the summer of 1945, 
and the Shemitah is heading to its climactic end. Remember, it always builds up to the end. Well, what happens then is that, is that you know, you have this, it's leading up to this day of nullification. Well, in the month that it reaches to this, this day of wiping away, what happens? The world enters the atomic age. The atomic bomb is dropped. You literally have the, the most, the greatest power of nullification wiping away at, and, and, the, and coming to the end of the war. The war finally ends. Actually, ja, uh, Japan says they're going to surrender on August 15th, and then they surrender on September 2nd. The very last week of the seven-year period of the Shemitah, as it builds to its crescendo, and the arm, the victorious armies have this have this parade, this procession celebrating the end. And the day they have it, you know, Russia, America, in Berlin, that day is at Lul 29, the very end of the Shemitah, the seven-year period. And America, this Shemitah brings America to the height of its power. I mean, it's the most powerful nation really in history through the Shemitah. The entire world economic order is now begun. 1945, it's called Bretton Woods, and it's all, it all centers around America. Well, here we have the height. We have the fall of nations. We have another rise of nations. What happens if we go another four Shemitahs, that's as you said, seven, seven periods, four, four periods of seven, 28 years, and we end up in the year 1973. Shemitah can mean the fall of a nation. This is a pivotal year in America because this is the year that America ruled. The Supreme Court in January rules to, to basically to the, the killing of unborn children. Now, for this sin, basically, Israel was destroyed. Well, it happens in January. That- now, just so people understand this, Jonathan, when you say Israel was destroyed, they used to sacrifice babies to false gods, which, uh, in effect, wouldn't the god of convenience be just equivalent to a false god, which is why most women have abortions? Exactly, Sid. I mean, exactly. That's it. We are, I mean, one of the things about the Harbinger, one of the things about the Shemitah is that we are, we are retracing what Israel did in its days of destruction. Exactly. And that's why 1973 is this turning point. Also, Sid, the same year, 1973, America loses its first war. That's in the year of the Shemitah. It, it all happens. It collapses in Vietnam. We lose our first war. And by the way, the date that we lost the last the Vietnam, it was August 15th. That was the anniversary of August 15th when we won World War II. <laughs> the same thing. And on the Shemitah, I mean, on the, on the year of the Shemitah. Uh, just out of curiosity, Jonathan, when we took prayer out of school, was that connected to the Shemitah? Yeah, well, well, that was that was the setting of the stage. That was the beginning of our. That was the early sixties, and it begins this turning away from God, step by step. Absolutely correct. And then, but then, when you reach this point where it's led led America to do exactly what Israel did and, and kill its own babies, that becomes the exact thing. Yes, and and then, and, and that same year of that fall comes the building of comes the World Trade Center is completed, which is supposed to be a monument of how great America is, it marks the years that America was killing its children. So it's a, it's a shame at the same time it was supposed to be a glory. And if you go, you move one more cycle forward, 28 years, four Shemitahs, you get to the year 2001, when again, it all, you have the collapse of that tower, you have, the, you, have, you have this completion, you have from America's height in 1945 to its first defeat, and then you have the enemy comes to American soil. These are 
warnings of what is coming. And we, and what's happening, Sib, is that this mystery of the Shemitah is getting more and more intense. The last two Shemitahs was 9-11 and the, the greatest collapse, and then 2008, the other greatest collapse. It's happening more precisely than ever before. It's happening you know, more intensely. So therefore, what that points to is we are in danger of judgment. Okay. That, now, so that begs the question, just uh, a sentence or two, what is the seventh Shemitah? And that, I think we could do it tomorrow, but I'll just mention there's a whole whole other mystery, but it's all from the Shemitah. The seventh Shemitah leads into the Jubilee. And so this mystery that I'm sure we'll open up tomorrow goes, begins in the destruction of the Temple in 70 AD and goes all the way to our day and may even point to what's coming now. Okay, I'm going to tell you something. If you get a hold of our seven CD series. It's literally a seminar. We have an exclusive on it. Uh, And Jonathan Kahn explains the mystery of the Shemitah with things that are not in the book, and there are things in the book that are not in the seminar. You need both. For instance, in the seminar, but not in the book, is the sign and sealing of God's judgment against America. Yes, you heard me right. Uh, Not in the book is what is coming to the world. Not in the book is the Elijah strategy in order to stand in view of what is coming, how judgment is going to come to America, the precise templates of national judgment and what to do about it. Uh, And between the book, which we will give you as a bonus when you get our seven CDs called The Mystery of the Shemitah for a gift of $49, I urge you to call it right today. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697, 1-800-447-2697. On yesterday's broadcast, you talked about the seventh Shemitah. There's something about the number seven. It's so significant in the Bible. But the seventh Shemitah means what? And what lies ahead? Okay, this is, there really are so many mysteries in this, the mystery of Shemitah that are affecting us and will. But this one is kind of, it's in this other realm, and that is, that the seventh Shemitah, after the, the, you have the Sabbath year, when you have seven of them, that's 49, the next year is the year of Jubilee. The Jubilee is like a mega Shemitah. It's a mega Sabbath year. It's a mega release. And during the Jubilee, you, you get restored. If you lost your home, you get it back. You lost your land, you, go, you return back to your land, back to your family, back to your inheritance. So it's a mega Shemitah. It's all part of the mystery of the Shemitah, the Jubilee. Well, well, here is something, Sid, and if you asked me this you know, a while back, I couldn't even tell you this. It's just come. Here, there, there's this mystery where you know, Israel lost its land in 70 A.D. when the Romans destroyed the temple. And the rabbis, in their writings, say that, you know, that last year, that, like just before that, was the year of the Shemitah. So you have the year of the Shemitah, and then you have this other, then you have the loss of Jerusalem. Okay, now, that's been going on for almost 2,000 years. Well, when did it reverse? When did God begin to restore Israel? Well, in, it was in the First World War, British troops enter in Jerusalem. The, we mentioned before, the Shemitah brought the collapse of the Ottoman Empire, and so here they're entering in 
and uh, they they regain Jerusalem. They offer. They say now Israel, the Jewish people, can return to their ancient land. Balfour Declaration. So the beginning of the return, the restoration of the land, is this year. What year? 1917. Now listen, remember, listen, get this. The Jubilee only begins after the year of the Shemitah. You have the year of the Shemitah, 49th year, and then you have the 50th year. So there's got. So what happens? In 1916 to 1917 is the year of the Shemitah. We said before, actually, there was an economic collapse that year, like, like all these others. But it leads up the next year. It's the year of restoration, like Jubilee. And what happens is, what's Jubilee? That you, re, you get restored the land you lost. The Jewish people actually have their land is restored. Their home is restored. They come home. It's the Jubilee. It's a mega Jubilee. So you, and you got it following the year of the Shemitah. So this is going to open up a whole thing. Now, what happens if you go, so if you go seven Shemitahs from that, that time, 1917, seven Shemitahs, or 49 years, that's going to lead to the next Jubilee. Well, what, what happens? It takes you to the, to the Shemitah of 1965 to 66. It ends in, in, at the end of 66. The next year, then, would be the year of Jubilee and Restoration. What happens in the next year? Israeli soldiers enter through the Lion's Gate, and they, they come to Jerusalem, and for the first time in 2,000 years, Jerusalem is restored to the Jewish people uh, again on the year after the Shemitah, and 50 years from the other restoration, Jubilee, and what happens again, Israel it comes home, gets their inheritance back, gets the land back, and it's all linked to the mystery of the Shemitah. And I have to, I'll say this, and, and again, you know, Sid, we're not, you know, we're not day-setting. God doesn't have to do it. It doesn't have to continue. It could be just that cycle. However, very interesting, because if you go seven Shemitahs from then, where does it bring you? It brings you to the next Shemitah that is coming, which concludes on the, at September 2015, and it begin and the Jubilee, in a sense, would be 2016. So now I'm not saying it has to be, but... No, I have to ask you a question now, because I've interviewed experts in the blood moon, uh, and uh, they've told me this Shemitah has a blood new moon, and it ends on the Feast of Tabernacles. What's the tie-in? Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, the blood moon period is a year and a half period. But the interesting thing is, you know, we're in that first kind of beginning of it. But once we hit September... All, the entire period of the blood moons is all going to be the year of the Shemitah. So you got you got a coalescing right there. And now remember, Sid, you know, we focused on, we saw all these things happen on this day called Elul 29, or around that day. That's the day appointed by God of wiping away, of nullifying, and all that. That's the day of the, the, the last two greatest crashes, seven years apart. 9-11 and 2008 each happened on this day. Well, when it comes up again in 2015... Not only is it coming again, but it's going to be a solar eclipse. Now, again, you know, we don't have to say God has to do something, but in the, actually the rabbi said that the solar eclipse was a sign of judgment on the nations. And it's interesting because not only that, but there's going to be another solar eclipse in that, in that blood moon year, and that other solar eclipse is going to mark the exact center point day of the Shemitah, and then the last solar eclipse is going to mark the exact, the exact peak day of the Shemitah. So you've got everything coming together. Another interesting thing is that, you know, we talked about the tower. We talked about the mystery of the towers. 
when that tower, when they put the spire on that tower last year to make it the tallest building, the day that they put the tower, the spire on it was another solar eclipse. And when all this happens in 2015, it's going to happen on a Sunday, a little 29. And that there's no stock market open. But the last day that the stock market will be open, leading into it, will be Friday, which happens to be September 11th. My goodness. Now, what, you know, if you find a few of these precise dates, you would say, amazing. But you have found so many. I mean, I believe that you have found the key to the patterns that are still operating in our life today that would give every Christian an edge over a non-Christian if they understood this. Is this what Daniel talked about in the last days? There would be an explosion of knowledge, and many people think, oh, he's talking about the computer. I think he's talking about revelation of the Word of God. Well, I believe, you know, as we said, you know, God... Always, it's written that he warns his people. So I believe we have to be ready. And again, while we don't set dates, nothing has to happen. It doesn't, not every cycle has to happen. However, I think we have to be aware there are, things are converging. As the last two Shemitahs, 2001 and 2008, it's intensified. Where it's gotten so precise, it's mind-boggling. And on top of that, I believe, I believe a great shaking is coming to this land and the world, and it's going to, I believe it's going to affect the economy, fin- the financial realm, and it could be more than an economic or financial event. I believe that is happening, that, that this nation is racing literally towards judgment. It could happen in this time period. It doesn't have to, but it could, and I, and I think... All right, if you had one minute to be a prophet for God, what would you say to those that are listening? I would say the time is late and that judgment is coming, and God is not mocked, and God is calling this nation to return. God is calling his people to return to holiness, to, to being on fire for him. Whatever is in your life that is not of God, get it out of your life. It's under judgment. Now is the time. Don't say tomorrow. And whatever is not in your life that should be, now is the time. These are the days of Jeremiah. These are the days of Elijah. And we have to be the lights of the world. This is our time to get right and to get great and to shine and be the lights of God we were called to be and get ready. I believe one of the most effective ways for you to get ready is to get a copy of his brand new book, The Mystery of the Shemitah, and we're giving that as a bonus at no charge for everyone that buys our exclusive seven CD series. It's literally a seminar, The Mystery of the Shemitah. You need both, but there are things in our seminar, because they were done after the book, that are not in the book. For instance, the sign and sealing of God's judgment against America— what is coming to the world? The Elijah strategy in order to stand in view of what is coming, how judgment will come to America, the precise templates of the national judgment, how to prepare for what is coming, how to survive, how to overcome. So again, we have an exclusive on the seven CD series. I urge you to get this because between the book and our series, you have got a complete prophetic word. I think about people like David Wilkerson that prophesied these days were coming. Well, 
I believe that prophet of Daniel is correct when he says in the last days there will be an information explosion, and we have it on these CDs and book. Call her right today with a gift of $49. This Shabbat broadcast, let me pray over you, because the Lord, he's already blessed you. The Lord has already smiled upon you. The Lord has already surrounded you with his favor. If you could only see this, the Lord has already gifted you. Just reach your hands up and receive the gifts from heaven right now. The Lord has already given you his shalom. That's his completeness in your spirit, in your soul, and in your body. In the name of the Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace, Yeshua HaMashiach Tzikenu, Jesus the Messiah, our righteousness. To place a credit card order for today's offer, call anytime at 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or log on to our website at www.sidroth.org. To hear this week's interview or watch archives of our television show, It's Supernatural, visit our website at www.sidroth.org. That's www.sidroth.org. Discover how you can begin watching for free our 24-hour, 7-day-a-week TV network, ISN, the It's Supernatural Network. You can write me at Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. That's Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278.